Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, everybody. It is England is burning for the 4th of February. It is a Friday. It is a Friday night as we're recording the Manchester City Women's uh weekly review. We have Kate back with us. She's with the Manchester City official women's official supporters club, long acronym, but you know, but you see it on the screen, MC, WFC, OUSC, you know, we, we can tell you what that stands for, but, but she's a big fan. That's what it is. So welcome back, Kate. And we're going to talk about uh, city and, and things seem to be going a lot better, but how are you doing overall? Yeah. Yeah. No, things are, are looking pretty good in the soccer world for me over here. So yeah, I mean, you got the, you know, Canadian, you know, national team, the men's team on top of the uh, the region and in the, the most brutal and corrupt, you know, uh, federation in the world. Uh, but, hey, you, you all might qualify for the World Cup on the men's side this time. First time since 1986. <laughs> so that's just wild, isn't it? All right, she is frozen solid over there. She must be freezing to death over there and so forth. So we're gonna make a little bit of adjustment, see if she comes back. All right, let's adjust to this. Let's do this. Oops, we lost her. All right, so this is your Manchester City Weekly Feature Review for this week. Uh, over the last week, Manchester City has played two rather critical games, both cup competitions. One was the FA Cup fourth round, and the other one uh, midweek was the semifinal of the League Cup or the Conti Cup. Um, both games, both matches won by City. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about uh, with Kate, or what we were going to talk about with Kate, was the 8-0 uh, FA Cup fourth round match against Nottingham, uh, Nottingham Forest at Nottingham, and kind of a newer program that, that Nottingham Forest has going on on the women's side. Um, but that was an 8-0 win for Manchester City. Um, and going into that match, um, I mean, it was fairly much expected. Uh, obviously expected for Manchester City to, to win. I'm not sure that people expected it was going to end up being 8-0, um, but it was a very, obviously, a very decisive win. Uh, early on, Caroline Weir scores the first goal of the match, two minutes in, uh, to scores the first goal, uh, assisted by Lauren Hemp. That was followed by Bunny Shaw, 30 minutes later in the 34th minute, assisted by Andadol. Third goal was by Engadal, uh, assisted by Alex Greenwood. Uh, that was in the 43rd minute. Match ends halftime at 3-0. Um, halftime comes and goes. We roll into the second half, uh, and Georgia Stanway comes into the match. And why, why is this important? It's important because Georgia Stanway goes into this match one goal away from getting the all-time record for goals for Manchester City women that had been held by Nikita Paris. Uh, and frankly, I had no idea that Georgia Stanway was actually that close to getting that all-time 
record. So we got Kate coming back. I don't know if it was my internet or hers, but we just kept on rolling. So I'm going to bring Kate back here. All right, Kate, are you there? Welcome back. All right, you you there? Yeah, yeah. I think we got you back. <laughs> All right, you you back. I, I don't know what happened. I think, um, so, I think it was your yeah. your internet this time. Okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can plug away. So, yeah. uh, I just launched into the talking about the first half of the FA Cup fourth round match, uh, City against Not Nottingham Forest, uh, and I had just launched. You may have heard me. Uh, talk about Georgia Stanway coming into the match uh, and being a goal shy of the Manchester City women all-time goal record. Uh, and she just yeah. totally ends up smashing the record in the second half yeah. uh, and so forth. But let me step backwards. So third, uh, so it was 3-0 for City in the first half. What did you think of their initial performance from what you could see of of them in the that very first half going up three 0 Yeah, no, it was a good performance. It was what I was expecting, kind of just a couple goals, uh good team effort. Like it seemed like like everything everyone was playing really well. Um yeah, it it just it, it felt like we we're we're starting to, to pick up some steam. And and you could feel like more goals were gonna come in the second half, mm-hmm. I think for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, Caroline Weir scores like, like right off the gate. I mean, they, they, they credit it for like the second minute, but it, it seemed like that was like 23 seconds into the match. I mean, it was the, I mean, it was the first charge of the match for city going through and, and um, you know, that Caroline Weir is, is good for a goal like that to start the match. Um, and, and there she starts it with that, uh, with that really excellent goal. And that yeah. really just kind of put, put Nottingham Forest on the back foot from the immediate start. And it, you just kind of felt at that point, like, Ooh, is this going to be a long day for the, uh, for another team dressed in red, uh, for, you know, in this case, <laughs> yeah. uh, on, at the hands of, of, uh, Manchester city. So, um, you know, Bunny Shaw is in the, in this match, um, obviously, and, and she gets, uh, you know, she gets the, one of the, the second goal of the match assisted by Andadol, uh, and then Engeldahl herself gets her goal, uh, you know, from Alex Greenwood, really a very, I, I, to me, that first half was a very, just a very professional performance. Like, you know, I mean, the talent gap is really was pretty clear from the very beginning. And I mean, you know, it's one of those games where it's like, this is a squad that, you know, is just trying to build a program against a team that is, you know, well-renowned program, massive program, and you just the gap in quality between the two sides was just enormous um, and so forth. So it's one of those things where it's a, you know, learning opportunity and a growth opportunity to, you know, play against Manchester City. And Manchester City did what they were supposed to do, which was to go out and put in a solid performance. And if that meant they blew this team out, uh, which they did, then that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's kind of what happens in some of these matches, right? But yeah, it truly. Um, and so, so I did not realize though, Kate, I don't know, maybe you did. I did not realize that Georgia Stanway was the person in second place on the goal scoring charts for, for Manchester City women behind Nikita Paris Hall time. Did you? I didn't, not before going into this match. No, I've only been watching them for about, this is my third year, I think, of watching them. So I'm not, like, too caught up on, like, 
the statistics and all of that of the goal scorers and the club. So when that popped up, because obviously that popped up on my news feed, that uh, Stanway, yeah, she was she tied the record. I was kind of like, oh, okay. So she just needs one more to beat it. Yeah, and I mean. I mean, we she had plenty of time left. So exactly right, and then I mean, she had she had going into this match, she had sixty-one goals. Yeah, you know, I, and, I was and like, she's twenty-three years old. I know. I was like, like she's, what is this? She's yeah, twenty-three years old. Like she's, that's why she's I was like, <laughs> that's why I was like, well, this is the last person. I mean, one of the last people that I would think of as being that close to the top of the list. And I'm like, yeah. all right. So has she been playing for the the first team? forever um because <laughs> yeah. um right. apparently so um and, and so forth and i mean in multiple competitions obviously that manchester city is involved in and so forth i was just like i was blown away and she is 23 and i was because i was looking i was like she's a little young to be on the top of the list yeah uh, well, that's but, it, right? <laughs> you know but here she is i mean and oh, she you know brilliant it. goal to, to tie the record oh um, it was so nice like that was that was just a fantastic I mean, goal. That was an insane goal, actually. Like I, mean, I, I don't she, know what she kind had no of... business. She had no business scoring from that angle, like zero business. Yeah, I mean, it's like it reminded me of one of those shots you see in basketball where the player is like literally behind the basket and tries yep. to get it in. Yep. That's what it seemed like to me. I, I she was like I felt like she was out of bounds, and then uh, somehow magically. <laughs> curls it in somehow you know um and so forth i was like yeah that 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 defied some level of physics or something to me um it's just absolutely brilliant and you know and um you know and, and she's i you know georgia stanway is one of my favorite players from the standpoint of is that she can do a whole lot of different things and she's a little feisty at the same time a little <laughs> reckless at the same time um obviously we've seen that we've talked about that she sometimes takes some weird shots um sometimes she gets a card or two um yeah. as well so you, you all facets there and defensively you know, she gets into it. She gets stuck in, as they say, um, and so forth. She's um, just a well-rounded player. Yes, well-rounded player. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, but at 23, though, how yeah. many more years do we got, you know, that, I mean, I mean, because she's not even hit, like, no, what no. they would call prime not, level yet, you yeah. know? So With your later 20s, right? Like, yeah, 25, 26, 27, 28. You know, it's like what they say that the prime years are um, and so forth. So she's not even there yet. And so she got barring any injury, knock on wood, everybody. But, you know, she got room to improve. And just as she gets more professional maturity going, as some people I've heard say, um, you know, that's just really going to up her game. And, and obviously experience at this level uh, certainly helps with that. Um, the next goal was by Lauren Hemp. Now. Janie Becky assists this one. Um, so you're pretty familiar with how this goal happens. Um, but I just find Lauren Hemp to be basically unstoppable. She's <laughs> phenomenal. Even when we were playing terribly, like she was just the best player on the pitch still. Like she just, she's so young and she's so talented. Like it's just, it, it, it blows me out of the wall. Like it blows my mind. Every time I watch her, every game I watch her, she's just doing something. She's just slipping around defenders, making those runs down the side, putting in crosses. Like, she's just getting those shots off. Like, she's just, she's so, so talented. So, I'm, like, so I'm so happy that she signed on for, like, an extension mm -hmm. with the club. Like, yeah. very happy she's not going anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. But, 
like I can't speak enough good things about her. Like it's just it's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll get to her performance in the you know over you know over the um, during the midweek match um, you know against Spurs. Uh, you know, but I, as I said last week, Kate. I mean, if I were to say a player of the year you know, of Manchester city women so far at this stage, it would have to be her. And it, and it was and the main reason is just what you said earlier. When the team, when the team performance was down in the toilet and it was spiraling out of control, it was Lauren Hemp that just kept this team going, you know, with productivity and energy and never giving up on anything, no matter how bad it got. If she was on the pitch, she was going to run at 187% at all times. And if that meant blowing by people, if that meant dribbling past somebody, if it meant crossing a ball in when they needed to or scoring the goals, you know, when she's open to do so, you know, again, another well-rounded player, um, probably more offensive-minded than than uh, Georgia Stanway is. But you know, but that's you know Lauren's position uh, is to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, she kept this team afloat for a while, uh, and now with everybody back and having a lot more support, she's even stronger and better and faster. Um, you know, and, and she just doesn't slow down and she's going to get her goals or she's going to get her assist. We're going to get yep. both. She's incredibly yep. productive. Um, and so forth. So she scores the fifth goal. I mean, this time it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that game where you're at the carnival and you're just shooting at targets. Um, you know, it's just, you know, and I forget what they call it, but you know what, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, Bunny Shaw um, gets her second goal. She gets her brace in the 69th minute, followed quickly by Georgia Stanway breaking the record. Um, and, you know, I don't know if she knew, but she probably did. She probably knew that. They probably told her. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they probably told her, hey, you broke the record. Um, but then she just seals it off um, with uh, another Jess Park assist. How good is Jess Park, though? She is getting better and better as the games go. So it's just, she's another one. Like, the team is just full of these youngsters <laughs> that are, like, now they're actually given opportunities to shine on the pitch, which is crazy because earlier on in the season gareth taylor was all like we can't use anyone from the academy and all these young players or it's not working and blah 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 and now he's finally giving the young players a run out and it's just they're they're just having the time of their lives out there and jess park i've i said it in earlier episodes too i'm like she's going to be a phenomenal mm-hmm. player once she can fit, get her finishing and stuff down but she got her for a goal in the, the second game um, yeah, absolutely yes right so yeah and um yeah i mean we, we, it, it, We've been we've been kind of waiting, and be fans, city fans have been waiting with anxious breath, waiting for her to you know convert, you know, because yeah. it was coming. I mean, hitting the post or just barely wide or you know over the bar, and it was like, oh, I mean, she's gonna get it eventually, um, you know, and so forth. But you know, again, I mean, there's like this whole crop, and we're gonna get to another one uh, when we talk about the midweek game as well, um, you know. Um, that, you know, there's this like crop of really young players. I'm like, and what I don't understand, I mean, when we, when Garrett Taylor goes, or even before he goes, we probably should get a book and we should put in that book, all of the dumbest quotes and things that he said 
uh, over the course of the last two years, particularly the last six months, because the idea of him saying, well, we, we don't have anyone in the academy. We don't have anyone. Young, we don't have any young players not playing them and stuff like this. You know, and when you were the youth boys coach, you knew all about the youth program. So yeah. for you to say that is just, you know, ranks up there with not understanding what formation that you're running, um, you know, um, or, or, you know, just basic principles of defense. Um, so in substituting, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, um, so, but I have a big question about him coming up later that I'm going to ask you. And so we're, but this game ends eight nil. Uh, so, you know, City move on. There's not a whole lot really to talk about. It was a demolition. It was expected yeah. to be a demolition. Uh, it was it was just a matter of, you know, how many. It was eight, which kind of shows, you know, they're kind of this this engine that City is is yeah. running uh, at a pretty good clip with all most all cylinders going. Yeah, and now, and, uh, and Ellie Robux. Ellie Robux back. Exactly. So now, how much of a lift is that? How much of a lift is that? It's it's a huge lift. It's a huge lift. It takes off so much pressure of our defenders. So play Ruby Mace more, right? Like play players yeah. like mm -hmm. Ruby Mace more. She's right. also someone who's been doing phenomenally. Like she her touches on the ball have been so good. Like it's just I watch her play and just like little twists, little turns that she's doing here and there. Like she's been she's been doing really well. So I'm really hoping he keeps rewarding her with this because Steph Houghton looks like she's gonna be out possibly for a little bit still. So put her on the back line with Greenwood and Bronze and Stokes. Like she's, she's been proving like mm -hmm. week in and week out. Like she, she should, she's good enough to be starting. I think. Yeah. I remember when we talked about her, when she first came into the lineup and I mean, she was in coming into the lineup just by, because just needed somebody to go into the lineup. And I remember you mentioning that, you know, for her first, when she, had her first start several months ago yeah. um, that, you know, we saw the potential. We saw that, that, yeah, we can see why she's there. We can see that, you know, she's pretty good, pretty okay on the ball, a little jittery, but of course it was her first couple of matches. She's young. But, but from then to now, I mean, I've seen like, I, I've seen a massive growth in a very short amount of time with her getting this experience that I don't think anyone, including probably herself, uh, has gotten. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, she's, she's at this level and now she's at this level now, you know, what, I mean, you thinking the same thing in terms of that growth? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just her getting more minutes on the pitch. Mm -hmm. Right. And her, her being surrounded by a player. She said that, I think, too like she's been surrounded by players with experience and players that are right. helping her out right so having players like lucy bronze being able to coach you and and talk you through certain things and and stuff like that on the back line i think that's been really really helping her her game go up mm -hmm. as well right like having those kinds of players that kind of quality uh working alongside you right so and then having yeah you're getting robux back so you know you're got more a little more confidence than your goalkeeper so I think I think it's it's confidence is breeding confidence right now, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I mean, when you feel like you got, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I feel bad for for you know poor Deeb who, who like was just, I mean, you know, but it, it just, I mean, there was really no confidence in in her. No. You know, I mean, when it came down to it, you could tell on the pitch that there was very little confidence. They still tried to do stuff, anyways. 
But again, I mean, I said this over and over again. They try to make her a sweeper keeper when she's not a sweeper keeper. You know, Ellie Roebuck is your traditional sweeper keeper. She is, she does not care where she is, you know, in relation to the box, in relation to her goal. You know, she's not afraid to be out there and sweeping and literally doing the sweeping. But the point is, though, going back to what we were talking about as far as Ruby Mace is concerned, back line's concerned, you know, it's like, yeah, when you don't have a whole lot of confidence in your, what your goal can, goalkeeper is going to do with the ball, um, then you're going to get a little, you're going to have a little bit of nerves and, you know, about yeah. you. And then you're pretty young to start out with. So uh, for her to perform as well as she did even in the early stages was actually a really big credit to her and she's way more comfortable now yeah you know yeah, she's way yeah. more comfortable as a you know because she now is kind of like a ball can be a ball playing defender she can hold she has a pretty decent touch she knows what to do with it she's com- more comfortable with the ball as we would hope but you know the fact that she has moved has progressed so well uh, in this a short amount of time is, I, I mean, pretty outstanding um, and just speaks to the talent and, and the people around her um, moving forward there. So, um, but I really saw that with her you know, as we're kind of pivoting to the Spurs match uh, midweek, but I really saw that in this midweek match against Spurs that, you know, she had, she needed to go back out there again, start in place of Steph Houghton. Um, and I just saw someone who, um, was way, you know, from the first time I saw her, I really noticed that comfort level and that, you know, having a softer touch with the ball, putting it in the right place, being there somewhere at the right time, all those types of things with the ball and without it. Um, it's like, yeah, obviously her teammates have helped her coaching and experience all put together. And I saw that midweek. And so I don't feel so bad you know, or I wouldn't feel so bad not having stuff out in there. Um, you know, if, if, you know, Ruby Mace has made this level of progress and we still have, you still have Lucy bronze and Greenwood and Demi back there too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So everything's feeling a lot less like we're missing a player or two, uh, it's the end of the world. Now it's just kind of like, we still have tons of quality and, and the right players are being put on the pitch too, which is a big thing. Right. So, yeah. You, you miss a player, it's like, okay, we've got Ruby Mace now that's been working really hard to get up to this point, and she's been doing really well. So, yeah, it's not as much as a, oh, no, like, that's a huge miss in the back line. Now it's like we have someone that can kind of fill in. That's Absolutely. Actually ready. Right. So fun times in the FA Cup, trying to get that cup back, y'all are, yeah. uh, you know, because, you know, <laughs> it got taken away from you. Um, and so forth. And, and so, and, and you got the team coming up in the league that took that cup away. Um, but, it, but fun times in the FA cup, because, because guess who you end up drawing for the next round, which is yeah. then Manchester United. So in a sense, going to the fixture list for Manchester city, as I have it right now is Chelsea, United, United, Chelsea. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but it's going to be, I am actually looking forward to these kinds of matches because they're going to be an actual test and benchmark, I think, of where the team is right. at. Right. And and I think uh, I'm going to be bluntly honest, Kate, and tell you this. I think Manchester City is going to be doing much better job with their benchmark testing than another team that's dressed in red has done. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're on the right yeah, side yeah. of Manchester. Um, yeah. He's having some trouble with measuring sticks, um, you know, measuring up to, you know, the bigger competition. But we'll see, though. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, we certainly don't want to, uh, I don't think you want to, uh, let's say, uh, you know, take them lightly. Or anything no, like that. No, it's uh, a derby, so anything. It's a derby, you know. It's a derby. Throw everything out, and you got two of them in a row, um, you know. And then it is switching sites too. Um, you know, the first one's at Academy in the league, and then the next one it's LSV. Um, you know, two weeks later, so you got a break, and you got that break in there um, too. But let's go to let's go to Spurs. You know, um, I mean, I, I would say that other teams in the FA Cup got better draws <laughs> than Troy yeah. United in the next yeah. one. Uh, but you know, could have been worse. I guess it could have been worse. Um, so, but going into so the big one though, I mean, both these matches were big, but the bigger match was against Tottenham, and you know, on uh, Thursday. Um, for a lot of different reasons. Last time we saw Tottenham at Academy Stadium, there was the the dreaded handball incident match. It was yeah. the dreaded match that SMA Morgan got injured and she's not been back. Um, we saw Tottenham at their um, aggressive best. <laughs> yeah. And they ended up getting the three points. And right now, that three points is a huge difference right now as it stands on the table. So now you have Tottenham coming in to Academy Stadium again. Luckily you don't have the same referee um and uh in that match. Um and this is this time it is a cup semifinal to try to get to the Conti Cup final. Um, we already, y'all already knew going into that match that Chelsea has moved on. Uh, that yeah. was pretty well expected that, that Chelsea was going to be in the final uh, and so forth. But, you know, Tottenham obviously is not an easy opponent to play against. They yeah. frustrate, they're aggressive. They are, um, they get in, get in your way and they technically yeah. foul you. They, they do tactical fouls all over the place. And I, I'm going to tell you this. Okay. The, the match to me, this match changed. I knew that City was going to win this, not because of anything that City did and not anything because of what Tottenham did. Well, kind of. But when, when very early on in the 13th minute, Tottenham got their first yellow card, that changed the dynamic immediately in that yeah. game because they were doing their thing. Tottenham was trying to do their thing. They were trying to tactically foul, be assertive, get in people's faces, be really physical, clog everything up and so forth. But then the referee called a yellow on Clemeron and then Tottenham couldn't do their stuff anymore and get away with it. Yeah. And that I think changed the dynamic and that freed things up a little bit in my opinion. But what do you think as a referee is, it, you know, when you watch this and watched how Tottenham played that first 20 minutes or 15 minutes or so, what were your, what were your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it was a fair assessment. It was like you said, um, yeah, it's a little bit chippy, a little bit like, like you said, the fouling and then they get the card and, and yeah, once you get a yellow like that, right. Like, like it can change the whole thing and you start playing a little maybe a little bit less and giving city a little bit more mm -hmm. room to, to run run around a little bit right like you're, you're not as, as sticking as close and 
not not being as an aggressive right and it opens up the space for city to to go on their attacks and the one thing I, I, about, about this game i guess it's different than the two to one is like we're finishing chances we're we're getting yeah. we're getting those goals right we're not like yeah. hitting the bar we're not doing like we are hitting the bar but in stuff like that in matches but like we're actually like converting now right and we're converting two three goals like that's the city that we're used to seeing right not just mm-hmm. like a oh we got one goal and and we missed like so many chances and i think that's that comes down to again having the right players on the pitch like this park shaw um hemp combo has been so good for us lately like mm-hmm. so good it, it, jess park again it's just she gets her i guess she gets her goal it's just she's she's rolling in confidence right now she's rolling mm-hmm. like lauren hemp is rolling Right, mm-hmm. like you've got these two youngsters just running up and down the sides, and like their touches on the ball, and they're just just the way like she's she's moving around, like it's just it's the wings are so scary for City right now, because and we have such talent too that's sitting on the bench. You got Razzo, you've got Becky still, mm-hmm. you've got you can you can switch out these players. Like it's just and Chloe Kelly is not even back yet, and she's apparently. Right getting closer and closer to being back. So you throw Chloe Kelly up front with with um, Shaw and uh, Hemp or, I guess, Park. Like, there's just so many combinations now that, that you can go with. I mean, to, I mean, I mean, looking at the, you know, you look at the lineup and, you know, maybe this is not the, obviously not the same lineup that City ran out there a year ago. Um, you know, in similar circumstances, but, you know, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the youth, you're, you're talking about the youth, Lauren Hemp is 21. She's 21, Georgia Stanway is 23. Um, and do, 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 look at my, let me go back to my team here, Jess Park, what, she's 20? Yeah, yeah 20. I think so. So 20, 21, 23 bunny shaw ruby mace is like what 19 something like that she's very (laughs) young too yeah no ruby mace is 18 18 yeah 18 18. she's 18 (laughs) bunny shaw is the old woman in the in this (laughs) he's 25 (laughs) no i mean we're kidding because i mean you got you can't forget that we got lucy bronze back there but but in that front line i mean you know carol walsh is 25 yeah. Or 24, actually. So you got, you know, Caroline Weir. I'm just, I'm just, just now like, well, I want to haul, you know, 26. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Bunny Shaw is the, you know, the old woman in the, in the front three and four uh, of this team. But, um, you know, just the immense amount of talent and so much room to grow with, 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 you know, Bunny Shaw, Georgia Stanway, um, Jess Park, Lauren Hemp, you know, and, um, and Lauren Hemp to me though, it, like, I, I have to, I have to look at twice when I see the fact that she's, you know, she's 21, you know, I I, like, I feel like she's been playing for, she doesn't play like someone, she's playing someone who's like 25, you know, oh, yeah. like I look at, I watch her and I'm like, no, she, you should've been doing this forever. She's just killing it. I mean, she's really just killing people. I mean, just running over people, running past people, dribbling past everyone. I mean, it's like she's completely dominates this game. She dominates this Tottenham squad. I, I, I mean, I, I was afraid that we were gonna have to replace limbs of Percival and Novell. 
because she was just blowing past them on yeah. the flanks or in the middle or wherever she just seemed to float to. Um, I mean, I mean, they had to pull Navelle off because yeah, she was just so many, getting burned so yeah, badly. Our, um, our defenders or their defenders were, were having a hard time containing hemp and park. Like, right. There's no doubt about that. Cause so, for park, for park school, she completely, she completely just like brushes, brushes off the defender. Like doesn't even like, just like, no, get out of my way. I got this. And then like, just puts it in, like, just doesn't even yeah. need a defender any mind. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, this, I mean, it was which one of those matches where, I mean, their defense just could not lay, lay a hand on anybody, um, you know, or lay a glove on them in a boxing term. It was just like, it was just getting run past um, just the speed. Now, admittedly though, the thing, and here's where one of the things that are huge here, Tottenham had to play a really um, in their FA cup, competition if i go back to them they had to play lester and they had to play 120 minutes yeah in the fa cup um and they still lost um but they still had to play 120 minutes and i think that really you know i mean and obviously tottenham and all the teams are affected but by you know we got folks away on the asian cup and so forth and i think they had a couple people out for that and then having to play 120 minutes um against leicester ended up losing an extra time and then having to go to city and then play go against a team that's going to possess the ball for 70 minutes and the style of play that tottenham has which is very physical and very you know in your face and and so forth um they they got just they got tired and when they got down to nothing you know, I mean, physically they were worn out, you know, and I, maybe they were running on adrenaline the first 20 minutes or so. And, yeah. and um, you know, I just kind of, in a way I kind of felt bad because it was like, yeah, they just, they were just tired. They looked tired. Um, yeah. And they just, when it, when it came down to it, you know, and it they, might just be like a depth problem, right? Like they don't yeah. have the players to replace, right. To replace that when, when these right. fixtures start coming thick and fast, like this. they just right. don't, they just, they just don't have that quite yet. So, like I, th- I said with Tottenham, talking to a friend about it, I'm like, they're not. She's like, oh, they're kind of crap. I'm like, they were really good this the first half of the season. Things are starting to slow down a little bit. Like they're not starting to, they're starting to trail off a little. But I think that's just like a player, th- and I think it might be like a team that's going to take a couple years to understand to figure that out, right? And like maybe next year they'll they'll get a full season in where they're like play consistent consistently, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those teams where it might take a couple of years bringing in the right people. Just like, it might just not be this year. Right. Like you, you, it was like, look yeah. at Brighton, like Brighton was doing so well. And again, they're trailing off now. Right. So it's mm-hmm. just a, just another, like you might need some more time to just build, to build on what, what they've got. And, and the thing about Tottenham though, is, is that and the thing I really respect about Tottenham, you know, uh, is, and I know that Tottenham fans out there, you don't like me very much because I talk, you know, blank about your team. Well, I'm not going to talk blank about your team here um, because I'm going to give you all some credit because your, your manager that you have now Spurs, um, you know, rescued you from relegation, you know, late last season. And as we go into today, y'all are still in fourth. Yeah. So yeah. you've done something right. It's just now, you know, the thing it is the difference between um, Manchester, you know, Manchester City, Chelsea and Arsenal versus everybody else in the league is depth. 
I mean, it's just purely about depth. And when you have multiple competitions, COVID, um, uh, international competitions mixed into it, um, and, you know, um, you know, a long season, um, this is going to happen. You teams that don't have as much depth are going to start falling away because they're going to get hit with injuries. They're going to get hit with COVID. They're going to get hit with fixture congestion. You know what? I, I hate to say this, and I know y'all didn't want to lose to Lester, um, you know, but probably the best thing to happen because guess what? That means you're out of another competition. Now you can focus on what you got ahead of you, ahead of you, which is, you know, you're still in the top four. Your coach has done a wonderful job. I may not like the play the way y'all play. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, um, I mean, you, you kind of, you know, you start, you put it right in toe, right on the line, um, you know, but, but it is physical football. I, you have to give it that. Uh, but they just, you know, I mean, the class that city had though, the speed, yeah. the, yeah. you know, the, the, the way the offense is supposed to run, as you just said, is be efficient with the ball, not move the ball, but move to defenders. Yeah, is the way it's supposed to be, and they moved the defenders all over the place, uh, you know. And it was just a, when you, when the defense goes into a cat and mouse with the ball because you have it for so much and you're moving it around so fast, and you cannot keep up, you know, space is definitely just gets wide open. And then you, you got the talent and now the finishing to put it away, and that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened. Um, you know, Bunny Shaw just happened. She's the perfect poacher. You're going to be in yep, the right place at the tapping. right time. Yep. Uh, just tap that second goal in. And she's looking around like, I'm, I'm what? I'm off sides, right? I'm <laughs> yeah, off sides, yeah. right? No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. But she's like, well, they, they're going to call it off sides, aren't they? You know, everyone's congratulating her. And she's like looking around like, hmm. Uh, okay, but, I guess it's good. <laughs> okay, right. I think we're all right. When they kick the ball off, I guess it counts. Um, yeah. and so yeah. um, she gets that second goal tap in, but that was, you know, that was just being at the right place at the right time. Um, I mean, what a signing. She's, yeah, no, she's got to keep starting for us. Like I can, like for the rest of the season, like you can't bench her. She has been, a, she's just took some time to getting used to. She's figuring it out and she's building up good chemistry with hemp and, and, I mean, right now it's been par, but like anybody, yeah, I mean, anybody. Becky gets on the, Becky mm -hmm. gets on there and Becky's crossing in and, and she's getting on the end of them. So like, she's, she can play with pretty much like anybody you swap out wingers. It doesn't matter, but funny has been a phenomenal signing. And if, if we don't play, if she doesn't start against Chelsea, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. Her. Like, lose and, my mind. <laughs> It's just, it's going to make zero sense. Yeah. She, I mean, she has 12 goals in all competitions. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 12 goals in all competitions, three in the league, um, you know, four in the Conti cup three and then five total in the FA cup in both comp through both competitions. So that's 12. So you got 12 goals, not starting every match. Yeah. Not playing every match, you know, so she's not getting all the minutes, obviously, um, and so forth. I don't know why City doesn't. I mean, I, I guess I know why you got Garrett Taylor in charge. Um, yeah. But I mean, I know Ellen White's a legend. She's a team Team England legend, international yeah. legend, you know, club legend. I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I understand it, but. 
when you look at who you got in the hot hand, you got, yeah. you know, you got Bunny Shaw running around. I mean, her speed, her agility, her technical skill, and just being in the right place at the right time and being able to, and just to have, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry to say, but being clinical. Yeah. Right she's now, she's that. more clinical as a poacher, as a target person than Ellen White is right now. Yeah, I mean, and, I, you gotta, and you got to keep it. and you got to keep riding that, right? Like you got to keep riding it to the next game. Like it, we're going up against Chelsea, you're going to want all the players that have been firing on all cylinders the last two games, right? Like I players mean, like I want Stanway on there. I want you know you you want kind of Park up there. You want Hemp Shaw like those kind of players, and then maybe like Lasada as well in the midfield. Like, but like just just you got to. We've got this momentum built. You got to keep going, bringing an injured player back into the fold against a team like Chelsea right now. Probably not the best decision. Depending how things are going, maybe run her in at the end. But like, mm-hmm. you go yeah. with the hot hand that you have, right? Like you don't. Yeah, I just don't don't try mixing stuff up anymore. Like keep that consistency. Yeah, I mean, as you pointed out earlier, I mean, just the the combination of hemp. Um, you know, Stanway, Park, and Bunny Shaw, you know, up front. I mean, you know, um, it, that's the combination right now. I mean, they've, they've you know, they, they've had a run of games where they've been putting it together and they've been scoring the goals, putting the balls in the net, you know, and that's what you're going to need against Chelsea. Yeah. You're going to need someone yeah. to really challenge that offense and, and be clinical because if you're not clinical against Chelsea, you are not going to have a – you're not going to win. You can't yeah. beat Chelsea without being clinical uh, at the right moments. And, you know, you can spend 60% of the time with the ball against Chelsea. They'll let you do it. But if you can't, they they will challenge you to finish it. Uh, and, you know, their weak spot, you know, if they play a 3-4-3 three, three, and you got, you know, and if you have Hemp and you have um, Park, you know, bombing the the flanks on their back three. Yeah. You know, and you, you know, and you got to have, I, I'm sorry, Kate, you got to have Bunny Shaw in there. Yeah. As yep. a target. I think everybody is pretty much agreed on I that. I mean, I, I just don't, you know, I mean, you know, and I, I mean, you know, I, I don't feel bad in saying that, in saying that, you know, um, you know, I, you, you want to roll Ellen White out there uh, you know, in the 65th minute, maybe, um, and so forth. But, you know, I mean, um, just what, I mean, y'all got Bunny Shaw for a reason. You yep. got her to score goals. Now she's yep. scoring goals. So let her do it. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, let her do exactly. it because, um, you know, the, you know, you know, it's, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, someone like Bunny Shaw could really do some damage to that back three, you know, um, yeah. of Chelsea. And we're just given her size number one, um, you know, she's so tall. I mean, so there's a, I, I had, a, I saw a picture of like her compared to like Jess Park and it's just like, like, yeah, there's gotta be like, there's gotta be like a foot and a bit different. Yeah. Like, there, it's gotta be, gotta be crazy. there. I mean, you know, so there's that piece of it. And, and, um, you know, and right now she's got the clinical hand and, and, and I mean, you look at the numbers and I look at, and then one of the biggest things I look at is, is your XG versus goals you've scored. Mm-hmm. Bunny Shaw so far ahead. It's ridiculous, you know, in comparison to Ellen White right now. Um, yeah. You know, Bunny Shaw is one of the best team, 
best players on the team when it comes to that um, yeah. at this point. And so to me, if I'm running this team, I'm like, you know what? I'm running the hot hand until it's not so hot no more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And especially with the teams that are coming up too. Yeah. Like the, you, you know, Chelsea, like United, like United, Chelsea. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we're playing like good teams that are coming up. So it's like you want to go with the hand that, that's been working. And now yeah. is not the time to revert back to old yeah. uh, fixtures or old lineups, right? Or like now, trying to get people back in. Now, speaking of lineups, though, um, you know, got Chelsea over the weekend. Now, Chelsea is going to have Sam Kerr back because somehow Australia managed to get themselves knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> they got themselves not you know, they, they got themselves they got themselves knocked out of the Asian Cup, and so that meant all the Australian players came back early. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, got Rasso back. So right, exactly. You got Rasso back, but they got, they got Sam Kerr back. Yeah. Um, and you know, so you know, um, you know, and then um, you know what jet lag and all they threw her out there at the end of, of crazy. you know the united match and she almost got herself she literally got herself run over by the their goalie yeah. um but you know sophie bagley just just run straight into her um her likes getting taken out by keepers that's just, yeah exactly that's the way it, <laughs> it just works that way <laughs> yeah. you know so um uh, but yeah, so she's going to be available after all. Um, when it was not expected that she would be available until Arsenal for them. Um, and so, you know, I mean, and they were, you know, um, you know, the one people had a question, and the question that Chelsea fans have is like, okay, well, you know, um, combination of Fran Kirby and Pernell Harder have been doing pretty well. Pernell Harder had been dominating games recently in Kerr's absence, you know, and so, you know, some question in folks' mind on the Chelsea side about how that's going to flow. Yeah. But from a, from the Manchester City end, um, side, um, you know, we talked about Ruby Mace earlier. Do you feel comfortable now having, given Ruby Mace's progression, having her start? Because it looks like Steph Houghton's not going to be, not going to be available. Yeah. Um, it's a little iffy. Um, and so forth. But do you feeling better now having someone like Ruby Mace there with so. Ellie back in the, you know, in that's, that's the biggest the thing is having Ellie back. Yeah. If yeah. Ellie wasn't back, maybe I wouldn't say that, but even then your other options, Alana Kennedy. And then I just, I'm not a big fan of her as a center back. Like, I'm sorry. And she has her moment. She's good. But like, I'd rather have Ruby Mace kind of back there with Greenwood and bronze and stokes and roebuck now that we got roebuck back i think i feel a lot, a lot more comfortable through but who knows what killer's gonna do i wouldn't be surprised if i saw him roll out kennedy just because she's got more experience so that seems to be his method his mo is experience is but, like well that person has more experience and so i'm gonna run them out there but i think that would be a huge error yeah, yeah. I, I, that I would, would be a huge would error in, to me. I'd put in Mace over Kennedy in the back line, I think, against Chelsea. And then I'd also try, like, the per, the harder Fleming connection is what we really got to stop. Jesse Fleming has been playing out of her mind for Chelsea. And, I mean, I'm Canadian, so I'm biased. But she, her and Harder have developed, like, this relationship, too, with Kirby, with, um, Kirby and gone. So if you want to keep, you got to keep their midfield quiet. You got to keep Jesse Fleming quiet. If if you got if you want to have success, like don't let her get those passes up to Harder. Don't let her get those passes through to Sam Kerr. Like you just gotta 
and I'm, and yeah, like I'm not sure what Chelsea's lineup's gonna be, but, but Fleming's been starting consistently for them, so that would be like something that we need to keep an eye on is sh- is the connection Jesse Fleming's been building with the forwards. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, obviously for Chelsea being Chelsea, there are a lot of players to be concerned about, um, you know, um, in terms of that. But, um, but certainly, you know, Aaron Cutbird, you got to worry about her. But yeah, Fleming is Fleming to me is always that wild card that you know she doesn't start every game for Chelsea, but every time she goes out, and she just I'm quietly. Good. She quietly you know, does she her just, thing. She's yeah, just, I mean, they roll her out. It's like you almost don't <laughs> notice her there until she like makes you pay for it. Like she'll right. she'll just she'll play, and then she you're like, well, where like where'd she come from? Right? Yeah. Like she just kind of yeah. like like pops up at like the most uh, like inconvenient times for your team, and then yeah. it's just like it's, she'll make you pay. So it's just yeah, it's just gotta kind of cutting off the passes up to the forwards and and trying to stop them, but. I feel I feel a lot better going to against Chelsea with what we've got now than I did at the beginning of the season. Right. Oh well, definitely because I mean right. I don't want to. So, I don't even want to look at what your lineup was against Chelsea the first time you all played, and, and you know I mean that had had a bad result written all over it. Um, but you know Aaron Cutbird, you got to worry about her. But Fleming, you know, it just makes you pay every time. It makes the opponents pay pretty much every time. Whether or not she starts or not, it doesn't matter. You know, they'll start her one game and she'll play 72 minutes and then she won't start the next game. Then come in at the 73rd minute and then do something, do something to, to make, uh, you know, to, to be like a super sub going out there. Um, you know, and someone like Sophie Engel for, for Chelsea is also someone that, you know, um, if she does start, um, in that three four three is someone who's a, who can help, you know, as far as keeping that midfield quiet. That's one person you definitely got to keep quiet um, because she is that you know sort of the you know that thing that kind of keeps the keeps the wheel turning for for them, you know, by connecting that back line to the mid to the front um, as well. So um, someone obviously to watch out for, um, you know. So. Um, so they got, you know, I mean, they're, they're still missing G on their side. I, I G is one of my favorite players for them. Um, AKB is going to be back. She has, you know, because it's been cup matches, um, yeah. you know, they've been playing Musevic um, and so forth. But I mean, Carter, Millie Bright and Nick Nolan. Now, no one's been improving for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. but, you know, but it's like that's that back line though. That that there's there's some thing points. I mean, you start running, you know, hemp and park down the potentially down the flanks against them. I yeah. mean, I think that's, speed's that could gonna, cause problems for sure. Um, you can just see that causing some difficulty there. And um, you know, if depending on whether or not they start uh Gerard Wright and on one side and Charles on the other and that four in the midfield uh, that will play a part too. But, um, but I think one of the things that is interesting in city's evolution this season is, um, is the, their use of speed, their use of pace, um, you know, when they need to, and they, they, when they need to be, they can be very patient, but when they, I've seen where, when the time is called for it, where they can use pace down the flanks and get ahead, get past the, the wingers, get past fullbacks, get past midfielders, and then be in a position that to put that cross in. 
Yeah. And then you got, I mean, like I said, uh, and you said, you got to have Bunny Shaw there waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, and so forth. So it's going to be a great game. It's going to, I mean, it's going to be an early morning game for us. Um, 730 uh, start time. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to get used to it. I'm on Olympic time right now. Yeah, you're on Olympic time. Yeah. Getting so. in the swing of that, so. Um, and so forth. well my last question for you as we close and we've gone a little bit longer than i thought but that's all right um so y'all are in a final you're in a league cup final conti cup against chelsea yeah it's finally right. a final against chelsea and a final against chelsea this time you know <laughs> and, and that's what everyone's been hoping for right everyone <laughs> hoping for at least we're gonna face chelsea in a, cup in a final, final. We're, we're not for a quarters yeah. Not a semifinal, a true final. But my question to you is, if Gareth Taylor gets a trophy out of all this mess, mm-hmm. one trophy, yeah, no, <laughs> does that change anything? No. And I've seen, I've seen everyone, I've seen comments being thrown out around, being like, "Look how well City's doing." Is this enough to say Gareth Taylor show up? I still say no. So call it Hirsch, mm-hmm. call it, call it whatever you want. But as he, it's not about him being a good manager. It's better players coming back from injury. That is what's bolstering the team right now, is our players coming back from injury. He's still not getting his, his tactics right in certain things. Like, his substitutions, it's just, it's crazy. I don't know why Janine Becky's been sitting on the bench for forever. Like, she did just play a game, like, the one game the other day, but it just feels mm-hmm. like he's not using her as consistently as he could, which I get, because Jess Park's been in good form. Hemp's been in good mm-hmm. form, so who do you replace her with? But like right. she's gonna right. have to at the end of the season if this keeps going he's gonna have to she's she's gonna she she's not a bench warmer she's not she's an Olympic gold medalist who deserves mm-hmm. to be in a starting position so at the like he's got to figure out what he's doing with all these players to rotate them in better uh, but like yeah I just because we're winning a lot I don't I'm not putting it on Garrett Taylor's tactics I'm putting it on our injured players coming back and then they're helping. The players on the pitch it's mm-hmm. the players effort that is getting them the wins so so logically then based on your logic is that he could jack this thing up he can mess the thing up yeah because that's him that's what he does yeah. you know i mean like i mean they're winning so basically what you're saying is they're winning despite him I think, yeah, they, well, they want to like win. The right? sure like will of, of their talent and will to win these matches. They're just going out there and winning the matches and, and so forth. I mean, he can make the lineups and make the substitutions and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so, boy, but they're winning despite that yeah. um, and so forth. So, so trophies for him don't mean nothing. Um, you know, we got to look at another direction. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, we're still out of Champions League. We still lost so much in that first half of the season that it's just even, like, now that we're turning it around, like, it's great and stuff like that. But I just I just don't think he's the right – I don't think he's the right manager for this team. I still don't. And people can still call that harsh and stuff, but I've, I've seen comments floating around too. Like, he, he just made a comment about bringing Ellen White in possibly to start in the Chelsea game. It's like, that's the stupidest – stupidest <laughs> tactical decision so that's gonna go in her you book could, you could make if he does start her like this is not against ellen this is not it's I, I i love ellen i think she's great but you're coming back from injury and replacing her 
or starting her versus a player who has been scoring a brace and another goal and and doing bits up front like if he if he does that like that's just that's just bad management like it's just bad management so we'll see what the starting lineup is going to be like yeah, soon enough, I, I guess. But if he, if he yeah, we'll see it soon enough. We'll see it. We'll see it around six thirty in the morning, <laughs> yeah. uh, on Sunday, uh, and um, you know, and if I hear screaming, uh, you know, me. from somewhere, it's, it's probably it's, you. It's everybody yep. on Twitter and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. go to hear the screaming. Yeah, um, and, we'll all and just be tweeting, being like, he needs to leave. <laughs> right, it's like no. You know, and all the memes, everything else are going to come out, and it's going to be crazy. But but the problem, um, yeah, the problem comes back to again: who do you hire? Which is yeah, uh, because a lot of coaches, a lot of managers got sacked or are getting sacked right now. Right, like Everton, I think Everton just let go of their manager. Right, like they're having a real, real bad time. Like that's Mm -hmm. the second manager they've let go, and it's like trying to bring someone in. So I get that it's it's a struggle to find good managers well the good news is at least but, the club is not a complete dumpster fire <laughs> yes yeah i mean yeah, i mean we wouldn't be know, letting taylor go because like we've been like yeah we're yeah we're i mean you know i'm sorry i you know everton i feel bad for everton you know i feel bad for everton fans because that club is run so badly it is, and with yeah. the money they have, the resources and the they players have, they, they have, they should do so much better. But they're not, and it's because of their administration. It's because of how they run the team. It's terrible. And when you are terribly run, then you're going to get bad results. You see it on their men's side, and you've seen it on the women's side. And and if you have to fire two managers in the same season, uh, then you you is more a shot against yourself than it is about anything else at this point because it's just how bad it is um and so forth so uh that's a you know one of the biggest clubs in the uk one of the biggest clubs in england and to see them just completely fall apart um you know frankly i feel bad for their fans um liverpool is going to be back in the in the wsl um yeah. you know challenging them next season um that'll be have been looking terrific under matt beard like they've yeah been, they've been looking great um and beard you know, was good yeah like i would i would rather have him as a matt, matt beard yeah <laughs> i would rather have him as a manager right now right matt more. beard did a great i mean i you know look i liked matt beard when he was coaching at bristol and you know he almost rescued that that train wreck um from you know the abyss and uh, you know almost didn't quite make it but but you know to get liverpool you know just running away with a championship um at this point i watched their match in their fa cup match and they were strong um in that fa cup match they were playing they played very well they played very solid um you know so but yeah um but so going back to city though it's like i you know the thing that i would probably hang my head on if i were a city fan is to say you know what? They may move on with from Garrett Taylor, but their organization is set up very, very well for yeah. the future, for right now. And so, you know, they probably are in a better position to get a better hire. Um, and so we know that Garrett Taylor is going to make it all the way to the end of the season. He's going to make it to the end. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's no getting rid of him now. You, you know, um, you know, he, he, they would Unless probably, he just absolutely craps it and we don't my benchmark is champions league right now if we don't get champions league he needs to go but you're saying he should go even if they do yeah yeah 
Yeah, if he, like, <laughs> you know. that's that's like the bare minimum, though. Like that's he has to get that if he wants to keep his job, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if they, I would if rather see him go, like even if he gets it, but like that's kind of like the bare minimum. Like if you want to keep, I would put it as well, if you yeah. if you want to keep your job, you have to get into that spot. But we should be pushing for more than that. Yeah, it is the bare minimum. I mean, because because. Like, there's the no other team. team. There's no other. There's no other team. There's only two other teams that are on paper better than Manchester City, or could be, or could say that they're better, or even yeah. on the same page. No other team has the depth. No other team has the the players on paper. Yeah. You know, yeah. City's team is. You know, it's debatable on paper. You know, I mean, there's no way on earth that team should not finish any lower than third there's no way yeah. you know that's just a catastrophic failure um and so forth um if the team doesn't make you know third place yeah uh, but you know you you know you've got a whole bunch of tests coming up yeah this yeah, this exactly. is it this, this is, is it this, this is the this, this is the meat it's gonna yeah this month is gonna really you know, really test to see how it you goes know, and see how you manage against see how he manages against these teams right yeah like, chelsea eight, an, an eight mil team win like that doesn't do anything you have to play teams like chelsea and united and arsenal and and get points from not just like yeah like get wins too from there like a draw draws are okay but like we need wins against these top teams well and when you play in a cup final it's going to be win or lose so yep it is is what it's going to be um and And i am tired of losing to chelsea I am tired. Well, I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are tired of losing to Chelsea. Yeah, uh, yeah, but exactly. particularly you all. Um, particularly you all are probably the most tired um, of losing to Chelsea. So um, I, I'm excited for the match because, I mean, I, I'm really happy to see City at a full squad going against, you know, Chelsea at a fairly full squad. Uh, yeah. Again, you know it's that's gonna be, magic. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a game where you, where you're not like, ah, oh, City's like depleted and Chelsea's just going to run them over, right? Or like, right. oh, we got thrashed five nil by Arsenal. It's like you saw, like our team wasn't the strongest. So yeah, now exactly. that like everything's rolling again, this will hopefully be a lot tighter. Yeah, uh, and it, you know, and it should be, um, you know, um, it should be a lot tighter. Um, you know, so it should be an exciting match. So thank you so much, Kate. We we've hit the clock, we've hit the wall, we've hit whatever. <laughs> um, you got Olympics to watch, you know, um, and so forth. We can debate whether or not the Olympics should be in China or not, but it's too no, late. Yeah. Um, you know, it's too late now. Um, well, we've opened it, so off we go. So it's it's open now, it's open season. So, but thank you so much and look forward to, to talking with you at the end of the weekend and after Chelsea win, lose, or draw. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Take care, Kate. Take care, everybody. Remember, everyone, smash that like. Please subscribe. Please share on social media. If you do not want to see my receding hairline or the brightness of whatever shirt that I'm wearing uh, or the poor lighting that I use, um, then just listen to the podcast. It's much easier for your eyes. Okay. And you can drive around and do what Kate does and listen at the same time. So um, then, you know, you can do that. So when you do that, do the five-star review thing. It's all good. So we'll be talking to you. This is the end of the week. Obviously it's a Friday. We'll be going back on with everybody uh, at the, um, you know, at the beginning of next week. Um, 
And so, meanwhile, have a great weekend. Enjoy the matches. Enjoy everything. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye, y'all. We'll see you next week.